and welcome to the latest episode of the Intelligent Transport podcast. My name is Halima Haq, I'm the Editorial Assistant of Intelligent Transport and your host for today. Joining me for this episode is Sophia Moore, Chief Technology Officer at the Central Ohio Transit Authority. Today we'll be discussing the exciting world of technological advancements in public transportation, delving into the innovative approaches employed by COTA to enhance safety and passenger convenience in the public transit sector. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sophia. It's brilliant to have you here to share your insights and experiences in the ever-evolving landscape of public transportation and technology integration. Hi, Alima. So happy to be here to talk about what we're doing in Central Ohio. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Now let's get right into it. Before we begin, I think it'd be beneficial for our listeners if you could provide us with a quick overview of your journey and experiences that have led you to the role of CTO at COTA. And if you could also share with us the driving force behind your passion for technology in the transit industry. Sure. Um, Thanks, Halima. I've always been interested in solving problems ever since I was at uh, The Ohio State University studying engineering. For me, it was always all about how can we solve problems with technology for people? And that's where my career has led. I've taken a number of different roles uh, in consulting. Also, uh, one of the biggest things that I had done was at NetJets, where I was focused on product development and customer experience in the private aviation sector. When I saw this opportunity at Coda, what really excited me is someone who has grown up in Columbus, Ohio, is the opportunity to look at our growing city and understand how can we solve and grow our transportation to meet the growing needs of the community. So that's been a huge excitement for me is to be able to take a lot of the analysis and problem solving and engineering skills that I've grown in the past and apply it to the city that I live in and look at how technology can help solve some of the mobility challenges and growth that Central Ohio is seeing right now. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring journey, Sophia. It's nice to sort of get a bit more insight into your background and just see how that sort of helped you move into your role at COTA. As you mentioned, the potential of technology in transit is immense. So I'm looking forward to just delving into that a bit more throughout this episode. As many of us are aware, technology is reshaping industries across the board. So, Sophia, how have you utilised technological advancements, including artificial intelligence, to boost safety, efficiency and convenience in both public transit and on-demand services within central Ohio? I think we can start with what CODA's vision is. And we changed our vision a few years ago to move every life forward. And What that also means to me is that means that we're leaving no one behind. So our mission is really to provide solutions that connect people to prosperity through innovation, dedication, and teamwork. And I think this is where it's really exciting to be in the technology field right now, is how can we use technological innovation to help meet the customer needs and still provide accessible, equitable service throughout Central Ohio. So let me give you a couple of examples of how we've used technology to do this. One of the things that we're really proud of is our innovative fare management systems. One of the things that uh, we know with our fares and how it has traditionally worked in multiple areas is that usually people need to buy a pass. 
The challenge with that is it's in one financial outlay at once. So sometimes we are hurting the ones that may need public transit the most by challenging them and then since they can't afford that pass, they buy a pass at a time. So they end up paying more for transit than if they had bought a pass at all. So we wanted to see how technology can help solve that problem. And one of the things that we did was fare capping. Using our mobile app, instead of having to buy a pass all in one uh, financial outlay, you can do it at a time. So we'll never charge someone for more than $450 a day. We'll never charge someone more than $62 a month as long as they're using our mobile app. And this all happens automatically and it happens a fair at a time. So we're really excited that we've been able to do this, that we've been able to offer the benefits of having a pass, but being able to do it on their terms. Some of the other things that we're working on in terms of trying to meet customers where they are is one of the challenges with public transit is the first and last mile. Um, How do I get to where I need to go to catch that vehicle. So we have launched our own microtransit, which is Coda Plus, that helps connect people to those areas and helps them get to public transit and make sure that we help everyone in our community to help get to those critical stops or those critical services that they need. So we're really excited how, again, technology is helping with that because we have an app for that as well, where uh, individuals can be actually in their home and those zones and have that first and last mile solution that gets them to our uh, fixed transit routes. That's brilliant. I really admire Kota's vision, Move Every Life Forward. It's a very simple philosophy, but just really significant. So thank you for just highlighting that and delving into all of the things that you're doing. It just goes to show that technology really does have an immense role in just making public transport services more accessible for everyone. Now, I can imagine that dealing with copious amounts of data must be a really common facet of AI implementation. So how do you effectively employ artificial intelligence to analyze data, optimize routes, improve scheduling, and ultimately create a more streamlined and enjoyable travel journey for passengers? Sure. I think this is another time why the transportation area is such an exciting place right now is for Coda, one of our key guiding principles is to prioritize the use of data and analytics. We really want to understand who our customers are and how they are moving and to make sure that we can offer the service that they're expecting, look at where we may have gaps in that service and also understand how people are moving. And uh, I think that's one of the challenges since we've had COVID is that people are moving differently. They're not necessarily moving from that nine to five Monday to Friday anymore. People have been, have changed their ways. And to make sure that public transit stays relevant and convenient and efficient for them, we need to look at data to understand that a little bit more, to understand how they're moving, when they're moving, and how their patterns have changed. So we've really done that analysis by looking at how people are moving, looking at the data that impacts our scheduling, understanding how people are changing and using that data that continually changes our service is just another input for us to make sure that we are the service that we want to be and where we want to be in the future. The other thing that we're doing is we're really updating how we're doing surveys. We have the traditional onboard surveys, 
but we're also using our technology mobile apps to app surveys as well, to get a pulse of how people are thinking, what they're thinking on a route, what they're thinking every day, and to understand more how people's response to us is changing, how the service is changing, so we can identify those quicker rather than relying on surveys that happen perhaps once or twice a year. How can we have a better pulse of the customers? And I think going to back to your question, this is all critical for artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is only as good as the data that you have, whether it's predictive or whether it's generative. It's not going to be helpful if you don't have the data that you need. And I think this is a really important aspect of it is that if we have the data and we know the data is right, the more data we have, the better that we can be to figure out what our service is and where we might need to grow and expand our service as well. That's great. It's really remarkable to see how data-driven decisions are actually transforming public transportation for the better. And I guess it just goes to show why data is such a significant focus for the industry. Absolutely. Moving on, one of your notable achievements was launching the first bus-on-demand service in North America, which received accolades from the Intelligent Transportation Society of America. So, Sophia, could you please delve into the technical aspects of this service and how innovative technologies played a role in its success? We're really proud of the bus on demand and how we connected that with Coda Plus. This was something that came out of COVID. As many cities and transit agencies were looking at COVID and how they provide service, there were some cuts that needed to be made in certain areas. And that was happening everywhere. And there was a particular part of the central Ohio area where we had to lower the level of service. But we heard from our customers that, you know, in this particular area, this is one of the primary ways they get to work. They receive food. You know, we, they wanted to know how we can serve them better. That's how Bus on Demand came into play is how can we do this? How can we continue to provide the service that we need to do, especially at the beginning of COVID where it was so critical and still get them the access they needed? So that's where the idea of bus on demand came up is, uh, as we talked about earlier, microtransit is something that's pretty, you know, it's in a lot of places around the world, but can we use that same technology with a bus? And that kind of idea just started rolling is what if we made bus on demand? So we looked at the data, we looked at the zone, and we realized that we can actually provide more frequency with a bus on demand model when we looked at the data. So that particular area was going to have a frequency of one hour. And then as we were looking at the zone, we could look at at our workforce, look at the buses and see that we could actually provide frequency in about 20 minutes on when you actually request that vehicle and uh, get you on your way. And we really were really proud of that. That service grew so much in in the last couple of years that it was nearly over 100,000 overall. And so we really looked at bus on demand as a temporary solution in that area. And as, as things have gone, started to recover back from COVID, we've actually retired bus on demand and we've gone back to the regular service because the frequency and ridership of that area had grown so much. It was time to kind of go back to a fixed route service. So really proud of our innovative thinking there of making sure that, as I mentioned, to move every life forward is that we were still looking for solutions for that part of town. 
and that we were still with some of the workforce changes that we had, we were actually able to provide better service in that area and continue to provide service for those individuals. And excited now that the service has grown so much that going back to fixed route made more sense there. That's amazing. I think it just goes to show the need for public transport to be adaptable in order to meet the changing demands of its customers. And congratulations for achieving such a huge milestone. I'm sure that must have been a really proud moment for the agency. Now, implementing new technologies can often come with challenges. So what obstacles have you encountered while introducing emerging technologies and AI-driven solutions to public transportation? And how have you navigated those challenges to ensure successful adoption? Sure. As you said, as exciting as everything's happening with uh, technology and transportation, there's challenges to ensure that adoption. And uh, we're no different than anybody else when we're trying to do new and different things. So I think this is a good time to talk about our integrated mobility innovation project with an organization called Recor. This is where CODA is using AI. As Central Ohio continues to grow, the expansion of the population has grown past county lines. And so we're having to look at adjacent counties and understanding how traffic and congestion might be changing as they uh, navigate and move. This is where AI has been really helpful. And then we've been starting this innovative pilot that we're looking at as even though that we're public transit, we're in charge of mobility and understanding how people move within the central Ohio region. So we're using this AI technology to predict traffic crashes and help understand if we can understand faster where an incident or accident may have occurred, we can start to do our detours around that. One of the things that impacts us a lot is when our vehicles are actually stuck in congestion. Because you can imagine for the people who are waiting, you know, they're waiting for that vehicle and it makes that whole line delay. If we know about those incidents sooner and faster through uh, this platform, we can start to navigate around it and still continue to keep our service as on time as possible. In addition, as we continue to look at pieces of data and gather all that, we can use all that data to now be predictive. We can say, wow, there's, there's a high incident of an incident occurring on this strip of road between for example, 3 to 5 p.m. on Mondays. We can now start to use that data to start to design our system. And I think one thing that's really innovative about it, it's not just our data that we're looking at. This system is integrating multiple data sources, public and private, to take all those different pieces of data of how people are moving and start to be predictive about that information. So the great thing about it is that sounds great and we're, we're doing that, but this relies on a lot of counties also participating in this. And even though everyone is very excited and interested in this project, there's a lot of technology challenges with it. Everybody's in a different place with their technology. Some may want to do this, but their technology is not in a place where they can share that data. They may not have the funding. They may not have the staff. They may not have the expertise to participate in that. So I think that's one of the challenges as cities continue to grow and some of those longstanding ways of how counties and cities were developed. Now that we're starting to cross uh, connect with each other, we need to figure out how we share data with each other. 
So that's going to be a much longer game as cities and counties start to work with each other is how can we integrate a little bit better and how can we make sure that we can lift up those areas to help with that technology so we can all benefit from it. So those are some of the challenges is that not every organization is where, you know, are able to utilize the technology that we want to get um, all the results we need. So a lot of those things are taking a little bit longer than expected, but that's exactly what this pilot was supposed to show is the challenge of actually being able to integrate pieces of data and organizations that had not connected before. And it's really a mindset change. And we've learned a lot from it, not just from a technology point of view, but how do we integrate with different organizations and and share that data? That's great. It's certainly a big learning process, isn't it? So thank you so much for just providing us with a bit more insight into that. Now, what I understand is that the transportation sector is traditionally associated with physical infrastructure. So how do you balance the integration of advanced technologies with the existing infrastructure to ensure a smooth transition and maximize the benefits for all stakeholders? I love this question because it couldn't be more relevant to the Central Ohio area. So I think it's probably a good time to talk about what's happening in Central Ohio. I've made some references to our growth But we're expected to be a population of 4 million by 2050. And we're really expecting to see a 35% job growth in the area. Columbus is the 14th largest city in the United States. And we're really seeing a huge population growth here. And one of the common questions is, as you mentioned in your question, is about physical infrastructure. What can we do to support movement of people? And that's where technology comes into place. Traditionally in the past, the answer to that question would have been, well, let's build a train, let's build a subway, let's build in that physical infrastructure. That's what's so exciting about technology today. You don't necessarily have to do that. And I think it's very relevant for cities that have already been established of like, how can we continue to have that mobility in the area, but use the existing structure and roadways? A lot of the streets we have here can't necessarily be widened. We've had buildings here for a long time. So some of those things that the physical infrastructure used to do is starting to control the stop and start times of a train, moving it from one path to the other. Well, technology can do a lot of those things now. As cities start to grow with the smart infrastructure, traffic lights can now start talking to vehicles. Traffic lights can now start talking to uh, public transit. If they see a vehicle, one of our vehicles coming their way, they may actually have that light uh, light green longer. And so that's what some of the exciting things that we can start to replicate what physical infrastructure does, but with technology and actually at a faster rate and a lot less cost than what physical infrastructure would do. So what we're doing here is we're working very closely with the city of Columbus and other regional partners for a project that's called Link Us. And Link Us is taking all the different areas and looking at what is our mobility and growth initiative. How can we promote mobility and still make it easy to live here? And that doesn't mean just public transit. That also means walking, biking, and all of those different pieces, because we understand here that's going to be a huge factor into our economic development, jobs, and housing growth. 
mobility will either stifle us or it actually can uh, help with that growth and help make it make an easier place to stay. And I'll refer back to our vision of moving every life forward. With all of this prosperity that's coming to this area, we want to make sure that those jobs are available to everyone in the community so everyone can benefit. And it's going to be really challenging if there's a great job that's an hour away and someone doesn't have great mobility options for them. So we know that this is really important to our economic growth, not just for the city, but for everyone who lives here. So we're really proud of this project. We're excited about taking this on. It's really taking on a holistic approach by looking at all the neighboring regions um, and also looking at other mobility options, like I mentioned, with biking and walking and looking at how all of those fit together because looking at mobility once a city has grown and once that congestion is here is a much harder problem to solve. And I'm proud that the Central Ohio community is starting to tackle those earlier before it becomes a problem. So this can continue to be a place where it's easy to move around. That sounds like a really ambitious project, but it's certainly moving forward and it's got a lot of potential. It's nice to sort of see the shift that the industry has undergone and is undergoing from just solely focusing on physical infrastructure and instead sort of looking at how existing infrastructure can be utilised better with technology, as you've mentioned. And of course, the importance of active travel options has grown immensely, especially since COVID-19. I think it just showed everyone how important it is, especially with everyone trying to sort of achieve their sustainability targets. As we come to the end of the podcast episode today, I wanted to shift our focus to the theme of the future by asking you which emerging trends you envision to hold the most potential for elevating the public transport experience and further simplifying the journey for passengers. Sure. And I'll, I'll continue to talk about Link Us and like what the future is. So it's not just the smart infrastructure uh, that we're talking about, for example, with traffic light prioritization. It's also about how do we communicate to the vehicle? So we're going to be one of the first public transit organizations that's going to have 5G on their vehicles. We're just wrapping up the installation of 5G on every one of our vehicles. That will enable that us talking to the smart infrastructure. So we're really excited about that. I think that movement towards understanding Wi-Fi is going to be really important. I think some of the other things that we're really talking about here as well is when you see one of our buses or transit vehicles on the road, that that is basically a road rolling data center. It's not just a vehicle with someone's driving. There are, there's a router on there. There's cameras on there. There's fare management technology on there. Those vehicles we like to call our rolling data centers. You know, we have hundreds of rolling data centers around the city that we are already utilizing, but going to utilize more in understanding our smart infrastructure. When we come up to a stop in the future, we're going to see our pylons light up. We're going to see our digital signage light up to say vehicles on its way or vehicles one minute away. There's so many different pieces that I'm excited about. I, you know, I really wouldn't have taken this role or be in this role if I wasn't excited about it. And this is not only going to help how people move, but also how can we make sure that people feel safe, right? How can we understand the movement at the transit stop? How can we understand if one of our vehicles is running early or late? The more and more technology is going to be embedded, not only in our vehicles, but also our transit stops to make sure that we continue to stay on time, 
that people feel safe and secure on our vehicles, that we're monitoring our vehicles, and we're a- if something does occur, that we're able to tackle that quicker and faster because we're going to have better knowledge of it. So I think that better understanding of what's going on out there and being able to react quickly and fast is going to be really important as technology comes in the future. I think the other obvious thing that everybody's looking at, and we're no different, is what does artificial intelligence mean to all of this? I've talked a little bit about predictive artificial intelligence, but everyone's talking about generative AI, such as chat GPT. So I think one of the things that we're really trying to analyze is how can we use that? Even though our population is growing so much, and we know that our service offering is going to double in the next few years, we're not going to necessarily double the amount of people who work here. So how can we, when we see something, how can we react? And I think that's where AI comes in, is how can it be help us be more efficient? When we're trying to monitor our entire system, how can it help us identify even faster where there might be something that we have to look into further? So I think artificial intelligence is going to be a huge piece for transportation, not just for us, for, for others. So I'm really excited about that. But I think we also have to be careful. I think everyone's really excited and everyone's kind of looking at who's going to have that generative AI coming out first. But it, I'll go back to where I started. It all starts with the data. And what's the data that we have to help us with that artificial intelligence? It's all dependent on what we have. And we know a lot of the cons of artificial intelligence is that it may not be looking at it with the eye that we have in regards to diversity and inclusion. So we want to be really conscientious about it. We want to make sure that AI is used in those uh, in the appropriate ways. And we know that's part of the future. But we also want to be cognizant that it's not making ideas or decisions that may not be all-inclusive that really are against our mission. We want to make sure that it continues to look at looking at every life, moving every life forward, and, and integrating all those different pieces together. So it's going to be an exciting time for transportation as we look at this, and we're ready for, for that to come up as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your vision of what's to come, Sophia. From everything you've mentioned, it's really evident that Kota is on the brink of some really exciting transformations that will benefit both the passenger and its workforce. And your excitement is really just contagious. So I'm looking forward to everything that you're hopefully going to be achieving in the near future. Finally, as we conclude the podcast episode today, what guidance would you offer to other municipalities or transportation authorities that are aiming to embrace innovation and emerging technologies such as AI to elevate their public transit systems and effectively address the evolving needs of their communities? Thanks so much for all the time that we've had here, and I really enjoyed this podcast. And, you know, going to your question, we really need to do everything we can to help our customers and communities. So some of the things that I would I would say is as excited as I am with technology and innovation, you know, not to get caught up with the wow factor. We want to make sure at the end of the day that we're still thinking about our customers and we're thinking about all of our customers and who we serve. And we need to bring them along with it. You know, we can roll out all sorts of things, but if people don't understand how to use it or it's excluding certain sets of populations, we haven't succeeded. 
So you always have to look at that, even though this is such an exciting time for transportation and technology. I would also say pilot programs have been a huge part of what we're doing because we know that not everything is going to succeed or perhaps everything has its moment, as I mentioned with Bus on Demand. So it's okay if something doesn't quite do what you're expecting. The biggest thing is you're going to learn from it because probably from that, the next thing you do will be much more successful. So be willing to fail and be willing to kind of look at, you know, what can we do better? And then also be willing to pivot. I think that's the other exciting things with the pilots and technology that's happening is it's allowing you to make changes and allowing you to make to movement. And I think that's where, again, where the data comes in is the data is saying like, wow, move in this direction or that direction. And it's important to be able to react to that. So I'm excited, not just for CODA, but what's for ahead in transportation and how all these new technologies are really going to help us and others work together better so we can provide better mobility solutions for our own customers. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing your expertise and just those really key pieces of advice, Sophia. It's certainly an exciting industry to be a part of. Unfortunately, that is all that we have time for today. Sophia, thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this episode and for sharing your invaluable insights into the transformative world of technology in public transportation. It's been a really enlightening conversation, and I'm sure our listeners have gained a deep understanding of how innovation is shaping the future of transit. We really look forward to following your continued success at COTA and the positive impact I'm sure it will have on Central Ohio. So thank you once again. Thank you so much, Halima. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Brilliant. Before we go, a quick note to our listeners. I hope that you all enjoyed today's episode. If you're keen to hear more about other key topics from within the transport industry, then please do make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our future episodes as we have plenty more exciting discussions in store for you. You can listen to every episode of our podcast, both past and future on our website, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as any other platform that you usually listen on. On behalf of myself and Sophia, thank you all for your time and for listening to us today. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.